Welcome to another episode of the Advice First podcast. This is your host, Robert Clark. Today, I'm joined by an extraordinary guest. I cannot wait to hear his insights on our show. I have in front of me, Mr. Roger Domanian. Welcome to the Advice First Podcast. Roger, how are you? I'm doing great, Robert. Thank you very much for having me on today. It's uh, exciting to have you here. Um, for those who don't know, Roger is a an attorney, consultant, coach, author, speaker, and radio host. I don't know what else you could add to that <laughs> uh, memoir, but you do it all. Um, you are very specialized in what you do, and um, I think your specialty is so relevant for our listeners and um, I know even just the business that we're all in and and that is really building your business on on bedrock and that's is that trademarked of yours it's built on bedrock is one of my trademarks yes so so you're gonna learn that Roger is the trademark king pretty soon here (laughs) Roger what exactly do you mean by built on bedrock sure so you know I started my first business when I was 14 and a half and uh, one thing I learned over the years now that I'm 47 years old with so many failures and some successes is that the key thing for every business is structure. When you don't have structure, you don't really have a business. You have uh, um, just a hobby and, and you're taking a chance with it every single day. So for me, uh, it really over the years became all about structure. So when I say built on bedrock, it's really building your business on a solid foundation that's independent of a fluctuating economy. And most businesses, you'll see, uh, this is a perfect time, right? Mm -hmm. One year of COVID, so many businesses are gone. A lot of them are still struggling and some may not survive. Uh, So it's because there's a lack of structure there. And building a proper structure means that you are built on a foundation that can weather the storms. And we all know those storms do come. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yes, you're absolutely right. So how do you, with, with you know, your, your education within the law and attorney space, but then also your coaching and consulting, how, do you, how are you helping businesses build that foundation? Sure, absolutely. So uh, as you know, I authored a book three years ago. It's called The Six Pillars of Business Success. And the, the six pillars, basically what it was, it was a, a accumulation of all my years of experience with my own mainly failures and uh, the failures of a lot of clients that I work with or friends that I had were in business that I watched from a distance. And I asked myself, what are they doing wrong? What did they do wrong that they could have done differently? And then I started looking at businesses that are successful, truly successful. And you know what? Guess what? It came back down to structure, right? So the, the, the key was it's, it's all about really uh, how do I get business owners educated. And really, if it comes back down to it, my trademarks are mainly focused around education, right? Mm -hmm. And and our key objective is to empower business owners to make wise decisions, to take calculated steps in every part of their business. Six Pillars is basically broken down into six parts. You got the legal, the financial, human resources, marketing, uh, production, and customer service. So what I what I've created between my two enterprises, the coaching and consulting firm uh, and the legal is uh, when I come in, I take a look and analyze for an existing business 
I'll basically go through a process called the bottleneck detection process, the six pillars bottleneck detection process. And we'll go through all six pillars and we'll identify where they're strong and where they're weak. And then I've created a, a, uh, an entourage of partnerships and, and, and uh, entities that I work with that will come in and help them close the gaps where we find them. And that's really the core of my business. Now, on the legal side, uh, we are a full, uh, full-blown business law firm. So we provide corporate entity formations, compliance, uh, contracts, writing, reviewing, negotiations, intellectual property, trademark protections. But all of that is just a portion of the legal pillar. Right. So it's one pillar. There are five other pillars. So on the consulting, I can't help people with the other five on the legal side. Mm-hmm. So I've created the coaching and consulting because I wanted to be able to educate them and open their eyes on those areas. How important is the are the other five pillars and how do the six interrelate and work together to build a business on a solid foundation yes i absolutely love that and and having been through that process personally it was so interesting um, to understand the difference between what an attorney will help you with when it comes to drafting a legal document and but but needing to know on the other side of that of why why is this important and what what are the trade-offs between the decision that we have to make within the legal wording uh, i recall one of the things that you mentioned during that process of, of drafting a, a corporate agreement and it was that um, I, I think at one point we had we had the llc um, articles of organi- organization from ink file or Z- legal zoom one of the automated services and you said yeah you, you can go ahead and just throw that thing away <laughs> why is that well in business there's no one-size-fits-all approach it's funny that I say that because I have a product or I have a, a system called the six pillars that when I introduce it, it sounds like it's a one size fits all approach, but it absolutely isn't. There is no one size fits all approach. And when you're when you're buying your corporation from an online entity for five hundred dollars, you are buying a one size uh, fits all approach. And it doesn't work like that. How can the legal needs of a plumber be the same thing as the legal needs of a wealth management company? They're not. Mm-hmm. How can the legal needs of a uh, an insurance service provider be the same things as a medical clinic? It's not. There are different liabilities. There are different areas of concern. There are different things that you need to put into place, different safeguards. So there's no way that you can buy a one-size-fits-all approach and think it's going to work for any business. That's the problem I have with these online uh, DIY do-it-yourself websites. Because, And if you look, they all disclaim at the bottom, we are not attorneys because they know what they're selling is not legitimate proper legal advice. Yeah. And that's where I have an issue with all of those. Yeah. That's- so I, I would um, argue to say then that the exposures aren't one size fits all. Each business is going to have their own exposures if that is their ar- filed articles of organization. Um, but what, uh, like, what are some of the risks that a business owner would face? Um, and again, I realize it depends on the business they're in, but I mean, do you have any examples or, or situations where, where you've witnessed a business falling apart because a lack of the right contractual agreements? Um, yes, uh, and not just contractual, but, but just the legal infrastructure and, and the rest, even the rest of the pillars in some, some areas, right? But if we focus on legal, um, you've got, if your business has employees, 
you've got an entire uh, 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 category of concerns that you need to look into, right? Once you have employees, especially in a place like California, mm -hmm. right? Labor law uh, violations are, are they're very risky, very dangerous. Yeah. Not only do you have to worry about uh, being in violation of labor laws that can then have your employees turn against you, you also have to have the proper paperwork in place to prevent employees. And some employees do, believe it or not. Most are great, but some are not. They'll steal from you. They'll steal your intellectual property. They'll steal your customer list. They'll steal your ideas and try to run off and do the same thing themselves. If you haven't properly uh, prepared your business for that, if you haven't properly had them sign the right uh, trade secret protection agreements, confidentiality agreements, they'll run off with your stuff or they'll go off and tell a competitor about what you're doing and next thing you know, your competitor releases your great new service or product three weeks before you do and you're sitting here banging your head on the wall. That's just one minor example of what can go wrong. Uh, service agreements, if you're providing services to your clients and you don't have a properly worded agreement in place, you're going to have a, a misconnect in expectations, right? Yeah. Client's going to be expecting one thing. You're going to be expecting to deliver another. And then ultimately, you have a dispute on your hands. And these things can get very costly, man. You know, let's mm -hmm. just say, just uh, hypothetically speaking, litigation in a labor law dispute, mm -hmm. right? Could cost you anywhere from 50, anywhere from 50 to $250,000. Even wow. if you walk away clear at the end of the day, you're going to be hit with that bill to defend yourself, right? right. And there isn't anybody out there that's going to say, oh, we feel so bad for you because you just right. burned 250000 for nothing. Here's a check. Right. You're on your own. So, yes, it sounds like a lot of investment up front to do these things right. But at the end of the day, they save you so much hassle. And, and in some cases, a lot of money as well. Yeah. So. That's, but it all comes down to education, right? Yes. And that's what we focus on in at both at the coaching and consulting firm and the law firm. We are all about education. At the law firm, you know, our slogan is simplifying the complicated, right? Yep. We want because business law is complex, yeah. and our job is to simplify the complicated there, and we do that through as much education as we can provide. So, so I love the idea of simplifying the complicated. I also noticed on your website, uh, rogerdomanianlaw.com, that that was a trademarked uh, line as well. So you love trademarking things. And, <laughs> and I'm very curious as to why. Sure. Um, you know, there's, there's a sector of, of, of people out there that work hard to build something unique and on their own. And there's a sector of people out there that um, like to drive uh, their ideas based off of other people who've been there before them and have had great ideas, which there's nothing wrong with that. But then there's a sector within that sector that likes to just take other people's ideas mm -hmm. and brands and cause confusion uh, in an effort to, you know, make some money off of the hard work and finances and blood, sweat and tear, if you want to call it, of someone else. So um, whenever I create a brand, whenever I create a, a new element in my business, yeah. I create it with the expectation of it going global someday. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it does or doesn't, but that expectation is there. That's what the, that's what makes things great. Right. So I'm always going to protect my brands as if they're going to go global someday. Yeah. Right. If you go in with that mentality, Someday you'll go global, right? Yeah. So, so I like to protect uh, that. That's just another uh, safety net 
Um, when we were back in the days when we were in the dot com boom, everybody was buying domain names and yeah. people would purposely buy uh, established brands, right? right? Now laws have changed and, and you can go after them now to take those away and snap. But people would purposely sit there and buy established brands to sell it back to that brand. Yeah. When you have a trademark, you can't get away with those kind of things. So that's why I'm a big uh, fan of trademarks and protecting your brand identity. Interesting. I see that a lot on social media, like handles, usernames. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Clubhouse is a new app that just came out, I don't know, a few months ago. And people, people like that's the first thing they do is they go in there and they take all the, you know, I don't want to say famous, but influential uh, people, they take all their usernames and then force them to buy them back to them. Would a trademark protect you? It, it does when, when, so, cause trademark is looking for intent. Yeah. And if the intent is to defraud the owner of the actual trademark, yeah. then yes, uh, you can go after them to, uh, take that name away from them. With, when it comes to domain names, there's a special process for that. It's a domain dispute under the UDRP. So it's handled through a different governmental body that, you know, here's those cases. Uh, we used to do that all the time at the law firm. Back in the days with the boom, we were wow. going after people that were just cyber squatting on, on people's names, celebrities, big companies, you name it. They were, you know, there's, there's always people out there that want to make a fast buck and they, they don't mind picking off of your intellectual property and all your hard work to do that. Yep. So it's, it's important to always invest in protecting what you've worked so hard for, right? So yep. that's, that's the key. Absolutely. I I, and so I was joking uh, with Roger before we started recording this that um, this was going to be my free hour of um, attorney consultation, law consultation. And that's what it's turning out to be. So if you want to just tune out now, I'm just going to get some free advice. <laughs> um, kidding, of course. One of the things, shifting gears and changing lanes a little bit to uh, going back to the structure of, of business and not just the the uh, legal contract that the business is built on, but structuring those pillars within the business. Um, I think that is so critical because what we have right now are so many businesses and business owners who really just have a new job for themselves. And again, that's something we talked about before we hit the record button. Um, tell me a little bit about how someone can invest into procedures and processes. Like, you know, you're, you're staring at your business in the face and you, you know you want to systematize things. How do you just start that process? Yeah. So um, it depends on what kind of person you are. Some people, they just can't um, make the time to sit down, be patient, analyze from outside in. I think that's where it all starts. It's being able to analyze your business from outside in. Whenever I sit with a new consulting or coaching client, the first thing I tell them is, remember that oldie song, I'm on the outside looking in? Yeah. Well, we're going to sing that song a yeah. little bit, right? We got to get you outside emotionally, physically looking into your business so that you can see. Because if you and I were to step outside of the studio right now and look in, the view we have is a completely different view. It's yeah. more of a 360 degree view. We're going to see a lot more than sitting here looking at each other, right? Yeah. If you can take yourself out and look in, that's when you can start seeing all the gaps and issues in your company. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that on your own, you got to get yourself somebody that can guide you and hold you accountable for those things. Mm -hmm. Most of my clients, and when I, when I, when I sign a coaching contract, it's a one year contract. Uh, and, and I tell them one year, twice a month, I don't want to meet with you more than that <laughs> because I'm going to give you homework in between, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> we end up doing, uh, 
three years, you yeah. know, keep going, most of these clients, and we'll do it four times a month uh, because they, they, re- they realize the benefits of having somebody actually guide you and hold you accountable to, do on, to, to doing those things, right? So what you got to do is you got to get yourself in a position where you're on the outside looking in so that you can start identifying where all the gaps are and where you need these processes and procedures. Mm-hmm. And then you got to put pen to paper and you got to start sketching this thing out. Yeah. For me, when, when we run the process and we identify the issues, let's say production, right? Yeah. Uh, I work with a, a, one of my clients is an information technology company. And uh, when we came in, uh, they had a process. They just didn't know what it looked like. Right. We spent six months diagramming that process from A to Z because we're talking about multi-million dollar company dealing with lots of multi-million dollar companies in IT right. and you can't afford to drop the ball when you've got a process you know, at working at that pace. Yep. But the problem is you never see until you actually see. And what I mean on that is, by that is that when you put something on paper and look at it look it down on that piece of paper, now you're on the outside looking in. Mm. And you can start seeing, wow, you know what? I have this department here that's sitting here day and night. It's being paid for, but there's absolutely no use for it. We can take this department and the funds we're exhausting on it, and we can reallocate the funds to departments that really improve our bottom line or our processes or the quality of our service. But you can't do that when you're involved with the day-to-day, right? Mm -hmm. When you're inside, you can't see what you see from the outside looking at. Right. Absolutely. And and so where do you think the priority falls as to what what to focus on first within your business? Is it just the the tasks that you do most frequently or um, maybe the the items that you're not as educated on and need to lean towards automating. Um, you know, the funny thing with that is that once you really look at the, for me, it's always start with the six pillars mm-hmm. again, legal, mm-hmm. financial, HR. You should write a book on that. It seems, <laughs> it seems to be a running theme. Go on Amazon, the six pillars of business success. It's there. Um, if you look at that, you got the legal, financial, HR, marketing, production, and customer service. That is all of your business. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, even if you're experienced in this area, once you start looking at it from outside in, you'll realize that there are areas where you really need help. It's 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 that way. It's, it's always that way, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, when we start, we always start with the bottleneck detection process, right? We, we, we take a look. We start with the legal and say, okay, what in legal? Here's a checklist. Mm-hmm. What in legal do you already have in place? Mm-hmm. What safeguards do you have? What issues have you considered? What liabilities have you planned for? Mm-hmm. What is missing? Then when we realize what those are, we start attacking those unchecked points one by one and trying to get them taken care of. We'll do the same in, in financial and we'll work our way through the entire process. And when, uh, when I, most business owners I sit with, when we're done and we've checked off everything that's checked and, and then we see the unchecked, we realize that we've got some serious, they realize that they've got some serious issues that they've been neglecting for too long. And... That's when you start taking care of all those things. That's phenomenal. What's the outcome of going through a process like that? The outcome of that is order, organization, a feeling of uh, you actually as a business owner or the head of the business, you start feeling like an executive Mm -hmm. because you learn. One of the things is this. 
every company for me, I have a whole chapter called VMVP in the book. It's called Vision, Missions, Vision, Mission, Values, Purpose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Every company has to have a vision. It's where you're going in the next five to ten years, right? Yeah. Cliche. Okay. But the problem is that most of the companies, the leaders, the people who had the dream in the first place, who had the vision, they're so involved in the day-to-day, they've forgotten about the vision. How can a company work towards its vision without a visionary leading the company? Yeah. So I always tell the executives, stop working and start being the visionary. Yeah. Drive this company towards success, right? Yep. Uh, John Maxwell in this 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, he says, you know, everybody can, you know, uh, navigate, but not too many people can chart the course. If you can't chart the course, you can navigate your ship all the time, but you're going to get nowhere with that, right? right. So it's, re- you really got to focus on charting the course towards success. You are the visionary as a leader. So there's this sense of leadership that comes out Bottom line improves because productivity improves, because communication improves, because leadership improves. Everything gets fixed in this process because everything is on that check uh, checklist, yeah. right? Yeah. We've covered all of that from A to Z, and that is the process of building your, sol- your business on a solid yeah. foundation. I love that. So uh, with that being your specialty, what was 2020 like for you? You know, surprisingly, we were very busy, more busy in 2020 than we were in 2019. Um, COVID had an impact on uh, a lot of people. But uh, in our business, when when the types of clients we've come to work with are the ones that say, hey, when the going gets tough, we're going to get tougher, right? Mm -hmm. So our clients didn't back up. They actually amped things up. They started saying, okay, we have downtime. We can't go see clients. No problem. This is a great time to create some processes because we know this is going to pass, right? So let's start preparing for what's coming because all this business that we're not getting today, it's not going to disappear. It's just going to accumulate in most cases, right? So next year when things get better, we're going to be busier and being busier and still disorganized is not something we can afford to do. So instead, let's get together and let's strategize and plan. And that's the mentality that got us and a lot of our clients through. So our concept for 2020 was prepare for what's coming in the future. Don't be so focused on what's happening right now. I love that. That is so spot on. Um, what what drove you to focus on this specialty? You know, I think it's just sometimes certain things are in your DNA. Yeah. Uh, I have worked in many different things, um, many different companies. If you look at my history from a young age, I've been a record label executive. I've had my own technology company, which I sold in 2018, which is digital marketing. Um, I've worked. I've been working, like I said, since I was 14 and a half. Uh, um, but my DNA has always been helping other business owners succeed. You know what was the, you know, when when we're teens, a lot of our friends are getting high, they're partying, right? You know what was my high? To drive through somewhere like Silicon Valley or downtown LA and take a peek at those giant buildings with those huge signs. And I always th- thought in my head, this was a thought that I always played, right? Somebody built this building. From the mail room up, mm-hmm. you know, the, it, it started with a concept at the lowest level and look at what they've created today. And I want to help people do that. So the passion came from there. And then when it finally triggered and, and, and it triggered for me in a conversation with a friend about who I am and what I stand for and what what is my calling in life, it finally triggered that 
Every business, in order to help business owners, you got to help them build structure. And the best way to do that is through education. And that's where it all came to fruition for me. It all clicked one day. And I said, this is my passion. So I filed a trademark on the business structure <laughs> experts. And, uh, and that's what we do. That's phenomenal, Roger. I, I love that. And, and you have uh, your own radio show or is it a podcast coming out? It's, it's uh, my own online streaming show that is coming up. Uh, soon here we've got uh, we're doing it. some tail end pla uh, planning it's called built on bedrock yeah um and uh, the show is going to be uh, very casual conversations like what we're having here about the business owners day-to-day -day challenges struggles uh, opportunities yeah. and uh, the six pillars how the six pillars the elements of the six pillars really can help deal with these things that come our way as business owners on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a, it's almost like a for us, by us kind of radio show. It's yeah. by a business owner who built what he has from nothing right. to, you know, for business owners uh, who are either just starting out or who've been at it for some time, who are struggling or who are at this point where uh, they want to go to the next level and they just need the guidance. They've plateaued, they've hit, they've hit the lid and they need to, get the guidance to go to the next level. And that's what the show is all about. Fantastic. So Built on Bedrock by Roger Domanian. Make sure you're looking for that on uh, your local listing. And Roger, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Sure. Um, so rogerdomanian.com is my online bio. rogerdomanianlaw.com is our legal website. And RDC, RDC Now, N-O-W. So rdcnow.com is our coaching and consulting website. Fantastic. All our contact information is on those sites. That. You got the domains, you have the trademarks, you have the knowledge, <laughs> you have the education, and you have the passion, that's for sure. Roger, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you, Robert. It's been a pleasure being here with you. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., member FINRA SIPC, Prosperitas Financial is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase of sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Robert Clark and Prosperitas Financial and not of those of Next Financial Group, Inc., Next does not offer tax or legal advice. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies in the leading industries of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks.